Welcome to the Scaling Her Empire podcast, the destination for authentic and unfiltered conversations designed to empower you to build the empire of your dreams. I'm Jamie Parks, coach, audiologist, and CEO of an eight-figure business obsessed with constantly pushing my own boundaries and guiding you to do the same. Here, we're all about deepening our leadership, mastering our mindset, and stepping into our greatest potential. One thing I firmly believe is we are always in the right place at the right time to build the empire meant for us. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of Scaling Our Empire. You have me and Shannon here today. We are so excited. We had so much fun last week. We're back for round two. So hey, Shannon. Hi, Jamie. It's good to be back. I was excited to do this again. Me too. Me too. I loved our conversation and I think we could have taken it in so many different directions. You know, just two female entrepreneurs doing the damn thing. But what stuck out to me about our conversation last time was you and I both have experiences of letting go of past plans, like calling off engagements and moving states. So I want to talk a little bit about, you know, the importance of releasing what no longer serves you or redirecting when life changes or when life throws you curveballs, kind of talking about, you know, making that room for your growth. So I would just love to know, like calling off an engagement, how did you make that decision? How did it affect your growth today? I mean, I'm kind of thinking like Steve Jobs says, you can only connect the dots looking back. You can't connect them looking forward. And so when I look back at like why I moved to New Jersey, it wasn't necessarily because I was, you know, motivated to make a change in my life. It was kind of forced on me. And I've, I've seen that in some of my big change throughout my life. But I, I just want to kind of chat about that and see where it takes us. And yeah. Well, fun fact, I have two wedding dresses for that same guy because I didn't call it off once, but twice, like you said. So we were high school sweethearts. He was a great guy and good family, right? And so I was kind of just following along, like doing the small town thing, like, you know, he's a good guy. We'd have a good life, all of those things. But then as time went on, I always felt like I was growing and he was okay with staying stagnant. And there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you want, but I knew that I wanted more. And it came to a point where he was almost making me feel not guilty, not in a, not in a guilt ridden way, but like he didn't love that I was, oh, you're just the social butterfly, aren't you? And so it was almost like he was very much more introverted and he didn't appreciate, I felt like he didn't appreciate the things about me that I knew somebody would someday. And so I started feeling like, okay, Maybe this isn't the best idea. I called it off once, went my separate way. And then when, you know, then you try dating a little bit and it's a total shit show. And then you're like, well, maybe, (laughs) maybe it wasn't so bad. Like maybe, you know, because he was a good guy and we could have a good life. And so we got, you know, we got back together. We got reengaged and you just kind of fall back together because it was comfortable and it was easy. I mean, we were together off and on for almost 14 years. And so. It wasn't until it was March of 2016 and I started feeling that around the holidays in 2015 and I was like, oh, fuck, like, here we go again. Like, I felt like such an asshole and I felt like (laughs) people are going to think we're crazy. Like, they're going to think like, what the hell are these people doing? And I was for a minute there. I thought, you know what? Fuck it. We'll just get married. And then if we get divorced, whatever, because I was worried about what everybody else thought. And then. I realized 
that lasted a few minutes and I was like, well, that's stupid. So it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks like this is our life. So whatever. And so I just knew I had this gut feeling like I knew I'd wake up in 10 years with two kids and wish that I would have not married him. And so I didn't want to, it wasn't fair to him and it wasn't fair to me. And so it was switching your brain to like the most loving thing that I could do was to do that for myself and for him because he deserved to find somebody that was 100% bought in for him. And so that was for a long time. I mean, I felt, I always felt like I knew I made the right decision, but then fast forward to dating in Denver for five years, and that's a whole other <laughs> show. And then that'll make you question everything. I mean, I never questioned, like I knew that I was, I had made the right decision and I didn't want, I wasn't going to go back there. Like that wasn't what I wanted, but I knew that if I would have stayed in Missouri, I would have stayed in that closed mindset. And so the Mm -hmm. best thing for me to do was to get out of that and to leave that behind so that I could grow. And so I'm thankful that I did that. There were some times of doubt, like, did I make the right decision? You know, he was a good guy, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But I mean, now you look at it, like talk about connecting the dots, looking back, like now I'm with Ryan, he's an amazing man. Like, I'm super grateful that I had all of that growth in between those relationships. Otherwise, I don't think I would have been prepared to receive a relationship like this. So what I find fascinating is that like you listened to yourself and you knew in your heart. And for me, I had those same feelings about my high school sweetheart and different people, but I was too afraid to take the jump. And so looking back, connecting those dots, I think, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful that he was so brave and so strong to end our relationship because I was so fearful and you know you grow up in small town midwest and I mean, my parents got married they're high school sweethearts they're still yeah. together and so you start this comparison and then even when i moved to new jersey i mean i was miserable here in kansas city and i didn't love my job but i was planning to move to another state for another boyfriend and when we broke up Then I was like, okay, I've got to get out of Kansas City. There's no job here I want. And so I think I'm a little bit more spontaneous in that, okay, that didn't work. I'm just going to jump and try this. But it sounds like you really had like a more thoughtful process. I don't know if it was more thoughtful. Like kudos to you for like being able to make the jump because like some people never do, right? So like Mm -hmm. that's a big deal that you even were brave enough to do it. And that built a lot of trust in yourself for doing that. Uh I think the thought process, I started dating someone in Missouri before I actually left in September of 16. But I just still had this calling of like, I always felt like I was called to the mountains. I wanted to be in Colorado. I knew that it was more expensive, all of those things, but whatever. And then I would say that it wasn't until I went out there that summer because there was the company that I was working with needed help out there. And so I volunteered to go because I was like, okay, let's see how I feel. I took my dog with me. I drove. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm of like, course, of course, to like put all the pieces. Oh my God. Like, you okay. drove, a, like, yeah. you drove across the whole state of Kansas. Oh yeah. Bless yeah. your heart. <laughs> it was a great time. I actually got pulled over in, in Liberty and got a ticket on my way out there too. So of that could have been yeah. like a, Oh, this isn't good, but we're good. So. I spent two weeks out there. A week of it was paid for, right? Because I took advantage of the company and like went there. But I wanted to just see how I felt. And I wanted to see how Uh I felt 
out there by myself because I didn't know anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, And I knew that if I had my dog, I would feel a little more like, okay. (laughs) And so, so for the set, I boarded him for the first week I was there and did the work, did the job. And then the second week I was there, I did have a girlfriend out there that had a condo up in the mountains and I stayed up there with him, Mm -hmm. with the dog and just kind of did my own thing. And I was like, okay. And actually when I stopped in Boulder for the company that I was working with, I stopped in Boulder to say hello to a manager there that I had talked to on the phones a lot and just wanted to put a face to a name. And I had never been to Boulder. So I stopped in there Mm -hmm. and I was like, I walked in and I had, you know, Ruger was my dog. I had him with me. And I said, you know, I would totally move here. And she goes, well, you know, we are hiring. And so literally the week before an assistant to one of the advisors had walked out. So there was her position was open. And so I pretty much had an ad hoc interview in the conference room with Mm -hmm. my dog and the advisor. And so I I ended up, I got the job. And so I called. I bet the dog sealed the deal. (laughs) Yeah. He was just, he was like, what are we doing? There's also a good story about that sometime. Ask me about my misdemeanor. We could talk about that on another podcast. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> so anyway, it it was one of those things where it like the momentum started to build. And then I uh-huh. just trusted that it was yeah. the right thing because everything fell into place. So had it not, I probably would have second guessed it a, lot, a little bit more. But I was also mm-hmm. just to the point and maybe a little part of me was probably wanting to get away from Missouri because I was kind of embarrassed for calling off this engagement for the second time. So there was probably yeah. a little bit of that, too. Even though I knew I was making the right decision, it's hard to not have mm-hmm. that. So there was some shame there. And some, I felt terrible. I felt bad for him. I hope like what you said about you're thankful that, you know, your high school sweetheart had, you know, pulled the plug like I hope that he feels the same way. He's married now. Yeah. He's, you know, so I wish him the best. And so, yeah, all of that. I know you're in Enneagram too. I'm an Enneagram eight and I have a high Enneagram, like I'm at eight wing seven. And so that part of me is we just want to have fun and we don't really plan things out details, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's funny, like I can tell which which Enneagram I'm relating to in certain situations. And I think for me, you know, I just knew I hated my job. I put job applications everywhere. And I honestly would have gone to any part of the country because I was just miserable. And so, you know, I don't think I really thought about New Jersey until I got there. I didn't know anybody. You know, I didn't do a trial run like you. It was just kind of like, I mean, for me, the thing I thought was, what is the worst thing that's going to happen? I come back home. Right. And I did anyways, like willingly. Right. Exactly. (laughs) So like, I think it's awesome that you just went for it. Like sometimes you just Mm -hmm. have to do that because that's what leads to the magic of like figuring shit out. So like (laughs) you went, you did it for two years. You had Mm -hmm. some, I'm sure you had some good experiences, some not so good experiences. And like, but when you came home back to Kansas City, did you feel better about coming back to Kansas City? Did you feel more, what's the word I'm looking for? Do you know what I'm saying? Like you knew that like, okay, this is where I want to be because you had explored something else. Yeah, absolutely. You know, coming from my lens, like I think, oh, I wish I was more thoughtful like Shannon and in these decisions, but I'm also really grateful that I that I didn't in that particular because I have been thoughtful. But yes, when I got back to Kansas City, it felt so much more like home. I was so grateful to be back among exactly. friends. 
Yep. I was so grateful to be back in the Midwest culture. And I had the perfect job at the time because my territory was half the country and I traveled every single week. So I could come home to friends and still learn and see so much in my 20s. And that that job would have never opened up for me had I not moved to New Jersey and totally. taken a chance. See? So it was all like it all worked out for you too, in your way, like in the way yeah. that it needed to for you. Because I thought about doing something like that too and traveling because I just wanted to like see other things. I was so tired of the small town frame of mind. You just stay here forever. I mean, my mom is very much, she has the same three friends from high school and she's mm-hmm. just not very right. She doesn't put herself out there, but my dad mm-hmm. is the complete opposite and I take on a lot of his characteristics. And so like mm-hmm. I wanted to explore and be out there. So yeah, I think it's awesome that you went for it. And then like you said, then that job opens up and then you've got to explore a whole bunch of other areas that you probably wouldn't have otherwise. And then you get to figure out right. what else works for you. You got options. Yeah. We always have options. I feel like that's one thing we forget too. You always have options. You know, for our listener who maybe is trying to make a big decision, there's no right or wrong way. You can be very thoughtful and methodical, or you can just jump. Either way, though, you have to listen to your heart because both of us had this feeling that we have to jump, we have to go. This is not what we're supposed to be doing. And you know, we're going to do something risky and scary, no matter what the consequences and we'll deal with them when we get there. Right. Exactly. And I think the biggest thing too, like you said, you have to be willing. Is it going to suck sometimes? hundred percent. Did I cry (laughs) a lot in the last Uh eight years? Yep. Sure did. But it's the, logically we know that there's going to be ups and downs. I think it goes the Uh same thing with business. Like logically we know being an entrepreneur is hard and there's some days where I feel like I should just go work for someone else, be a greeter at Walmart. Like I, you know, feel like, what am I doing with my life? And so, but if you don't explore it, you're always going to wonder what if. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's where I didn't want to always wonder. Like I didn't want to always be wondering, should I have done this? I would rather just rip off the bandaid and do it. And like you said, deal with what comes from that. So. Exactly how I feel about this podcast, right? It was so scary. I have been so concerned about what people would say, what people would think, would I sound stupid? Would I be too vulnerable? And then, you know, it's like, who cares? The fear of not putting out a podcast and saying, what if, scared me more than somebody saying, this is the dumbest podcast I've ever listened to. Because if they say that, I'm like, well, you know what? Guess what? There's a million others you can go listen exactly. to. Yeah. Thank you, next. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I'm, I'm learning. I'm trying to take on more of that energy. To say yeah. that I have that down is would be lying. But I am trying to, like what I try to help the kids understand too, you know, because they're very much in that age where they uh-huh. care about their friends or like talking about uh-huh. them at school or whatever. And it's like, it's none of your business what other people think about you. Like, I know. It just, but it's hard to understand that when you're a kid. And so trying to bring that around to help them realize that you're trying to help them figure it out sooner than, you know, we uh-huh. did, I essentially is probably what I'm doing. And so it's just, I keep thinking about that too, because I need to start putting some content out on Instagram or LinkedIn and I'm huh? I'm gearing up to do that. But I'm also like, what are people going to think of this? Are they going to think this is stupid? And then it's like, nobody's really worried about, nobody's no. really worried about anybody else but themselves. So 
they don't. It is so true. And the reality is, is that anybody that judges you or me, they're not my people. And I do think that every, you know, diving into personal development, self-growth, that is the key to accepting that you're not wrong. You have to trust your heart. You have to find your vision. And even if your most, you know, significant loved one doesn't like your decision, you have to follow your heart. And 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 not everyone's gonna love that. I said this in like two podcast episodes ago, but I said, you're not a taco. Like you're not gonna please everybody. I did listen to that one. Yes. I loved it. I love it. I laughed when I heard that. That's awesome. Oh good, good, good. Well, let's wrap this up. I think great conversation with you. The reality is, is we're going to make big decisions in our life all the time. And there's no right or wrong way to do it. Just be true to yourself and be authentic. Wouldn't you say so? I would say 100%. And one thing that I'm trying to retrain my brain on is like thinking about instead of like all the bad things that could go wrong, what about all the good Uh things that could happen? Like, if I look back over the last eight years, there was more awesome things that have happened. And I'm so proud of the person that I've become and, you know, all of that. So like, try to reframe it that way and go for the possibilities. Yeah, I was just looking up um, who wrote the quote. Aaron Hansen used the famous line. I I don't know who Aaron Hansen is. Um, I'll have to look that up too. Sorry, don't come at me. But she said, somebody said, what if I fail? And she said, oh, but my darling, what if you fly? It's poetry. That's what it is. And it's like, oh, darling, what if you fly? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Shannon. Until next time, go fly. (laughs) Thanks for having me, Jamie. It's been fun doing this with you. Thank you so much for listening. If this episode hit home, I'd be so grateful if you took a screenshot and tagged me on Instagram so I can personally thank you for joining me on this journey. If it didn't, well, go easy on me. I'm still figuring all this out. But until next time, keep carving out your own empire. This journey is uniquely yours and I can't wait to see where it will take you.